What's up, guys? Welcome to this episode of Behind the Bum. Today's episode is all about men who have came out later on in life. I promise this intro is just being recorded in the airport, so the rest of the audio is probably going to sound better. But a lot of you are asking, like, Jeff, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> chilling with your Uber driver? So me and my friend Julianne just want to briefly explain to you why we ended up in the situation we did. So how do, where do we even begin? I, let's start from the beginning, shall we? So, so originally, we were supposed to... How do I describe this? Originally, we had a seven hours of being kicked out of our Airbnb. So we're like, what the fuck are we supposed to do if we're kicked out of our Airbnb for seven hours? 10 a.m., by the way. Yeah, like bullshit to whoever that guy was on Airbnb. So then we were like, okay, well, why don't we just ask people from the traveling bum who will let us stay with them? So there was this great guy named Mike D who said, oh, you guys can come hang out with me. And then all of a sudden, we... Very nice, by the way. Mike, if you're listening, we very much appreciate your Shout out Mike D. Um... So then we got a lift and this woman, not even Uber, Lyft, Lyft. it it got that tough. (laughs) (laughs) So then we, so we should probably rewind a little bit. Remember where we are at this part of the story when we're desperately trying to find a lift. The night before we ordered this Uber. So last night, I'm sorry, Lyft. I'm probably getting everyone confused. We go out and see us to And obviously there's a lot of reality TV stars that are out and about in that area. And we go to this club. We run into this girl named Chloe. So Chloe is on the show Siesta Key. And she's also, uh, she also, you know, is with other cast members. And our friend Hannah took a picture with her. Foreshadowing. So just remember that detail. We get in this lift. And this very nice woman pulls up in a minivan and Hannah sits in the front seat and she's, you know, the, the Lyft driver is just getting to know us. What did you girls do last night? And guys. And Hannah said, oh, we went to uh, this club. It's called, oh, 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 what, I can't even remember the name of the club, but there's only a couple of clubs in Siesta Key on that strip. So our Lyft driver said, oh, my daughter was there last night. You might know her. She's a reality TV star. Her name's Chloe. Everyone all of a sudden like takes out their phones. Like, oh my God, like Chloe's mom's our Lyft driver. So I've never seen the show. Me either. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to start watching that. And apparently this woman made an appearance in a few of the episodes. So we immediately think it's hilarious. And Jeff enters in his destination, this random place. And our Lyft driver said, I'm not taking you here. Let me let me take you to another spot. You know, breakfast. I just wanted food. And she was like, you are not going there. She's like, I'll just go get breakfast with you. And we're like, why does this woman want to come get breakfast with us? This is so weird. Sits down and we start talking. She's like the coolest girl. And she's like, well, I have no one to spend Father's Day with. Why don't you just spend the day with me? And we could just like lay by my pool and hang out. So sure enough, she gave us two towels. I put on my Speedo. We laid by the pool, showered at her apartment. Um, and she wants to come visit us in New York. So, um, so we have to plan it out. I mean, shout out Michelle. And she drove us to the airport right now. What's up guys. It's time to go behind the bum. What's up guys. I hope you had a great weekend. Welcome to this episode of behind the bum. 
So it is Pride Month. So I wanted to do an episode about guys who have had to come out or came out later on in life. So I figured what better way than to come out to your wife. So I found older gentlemen who have come out later on in life, either from a divorce or via whatever the situation may be. So this is going to be interesting. So my first guest is David. So, David, welcome to Behind the Bum. I could have gone all day without being the older gentleman, okay? Listen, you're young. <laughs> yeah, I'm 72 and I'm okay with that. I mean, you look great for 72. Thanks. I like I'm scared it. to turn 30. Oh, it'll be easy. Don't worry about it. I don't know. Well, <laughs> let me ask you. Okay, anything. So, you were married to a woman. I was, yes. And at what point were you like, okay, I deep down am gay? Before I was married to the woman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had my first boyfriend when I was in the Air Force in 1969, or 72 rather. Um, but because I was so steeped in church and Southern Baptist and church family and those kind of things, um, I never thought of myself as being gay. There's, there's some naivete for you, right? So I, I'm having a boyfriend, but didn't think of myself as being gay. So I went back home and when I went back home out of the Air Force, I just dropped right back into the life I had before. Uh, which so was, she obviously had no idea about any of these like sexcapades. No idea. No idea. But then when you came home, did you secretly like act upon anything? Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, because the, the is who you are and you can't really, you can push it down only so much, but, um, I, I think it'll always find a way to come out. So yeah, I did secretly things, um, just trying to live my best self. And, but still the, the religious part of it was all over the place. I couldn't, I could not be who I was because of that. Are you still religious now? Yeah, I'm still, um, I'm on a staff here in, um, uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I do weddings. Uh, so yeah. So you're like a like a deacon or a minister or I'm a minister still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you are a minister, but they're comfortable knowing you're gay. Yeah, I'm not the only gay person on staff. Okay, that's cool. You need to come to church with me sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I've been in a while. And I will also say, I think I have this like little thing that like, yeah. I went to private schools my whole life. My mom's a first grade teacher at a Catholic school. <laughs> um, and I think it was just like, so thrown down my throat for so long that mm -hmm. it just makes you want nothing to do with it. I know that I was there too. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. So I'm not fully like sold on the whole thing yet. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I was like, we're not making this a therapy session about me right now. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I brought it up. Go ahead. <laughs> um, okay, so you were married for how long to her? 13 years. And then did you end up getting divorced because of your sexuality, or was there like other things involved? No, actually, I got divorced just because it was a bad marriage. Uh, and the but so since I was divorced and I knew that it was something different about me, that kind of gave me the the 
the permission, if you will, to go ahead and explore that part of me. And that's when I finally admitted that I was gay. So, um, and it was a uh, it was another uh, minister friend that actually helped me out of it. Uh, we were uh, a woman from Canada uh, who helped me <laughs> helped me out of the closet. Um, that's so cool. Yeah. So how did she me, take it after the fact? Say again. How did she take it after the fact? Your ex-wife. Um, we kind of lost contact with each other. Um, she knew that there was um, um, that going on in my life, and she knew that pretty soon I had a partner, and he was writing the child support checks. So <laughs> she kind of had had um, a pretty good explanation of what was going on in my life. So she, um, as long as she was getting the money. She didn't like it, but um, um, didn't understand it, didn't like it. So, but yeah, I think as long as she was getting the money, she was fine. Did your kids take it fine? I told my son um, and he took it fine. Um, I never, my daughter was younger, so I never had that conversation with her. Um, but I just told my son outright, um, just talking one day and just told him and he was, he was fine with it. Um, he was a pretty well-educated young man and, um, he was 13 at the time. Um, so, um, he, he, he got it. He was fine with it. So it seems more so it was a mental block on your part than the support system side of things. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm sure, like, I mean, I know it was difficult for me to come out and I came out like five years ago and I was mortified to do it. So I'm sure when you came out in what was the eighties, I'm assuming, right? Um, yeah. Late eighties. It um, was probably I was, terrifying. I was divorced in 87 and, um, came out in like 89 or 90, something like that. Yeah. But it's been a great life since. <laughs> <laughs> I, so like I a partner and had a partner for like, uh, 15 years. Um, that ended in 2007. Um, and then I was still in Atlanta then. So when that happened, and then I moved up here the next year uh, with, a, with a job. So it's been a good life. So what advice would you give? Maybe there's like a closeted man listening to this right now, hoping for some advice. Like oh, what advice God. would you say to a guy who might be married or might be just in the closet, not married, thinking about coming out? What would you say? And there are tons of them because I've met them. Uh, I've met them on the other side of this. So I, I would say to them, you know, what you are inside, like for me, what I've been all my life um, is pretty strong. It'll pull you in a certain way and, and you can't do anything about it. It's going to be who you are. You can't change it. Um, you can't be something else. So you might as well be true to yourself and be happy. Um, because I'll tell you, Jeff, um, when I came out to myself in 1990, I think it was, my whole life previously made sense um, because all the the um, the attractions that I'd had to men in the past, uh, even in high school, um, all that made sense because I had thought I was something wrong with me all that time. So when you finally become true to yourself and say, yeah, I'm gay, it, it's kind of a big release. It all makes sense after that. Life so, starts to come yeah. together for you. It did. Totally. Totally. Well, thank you for coming on, David. I appreciate it. I'm happy to do it. I hope it'll um I hope it'll speak to somebody out there who needs to hear it. All right.
So my next guest is Josh from South Florida. Welcome to Behind the Bum, Josh. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, tell me, when did you know you were gay? So you obviously were married to a woman. You came out later on in life. But at what point in your life did you know you were gay? You know, it, it's an interesting one. I, I was lucky because I grew up, you know, I was a kid back in the 60s. And my parents were really, really liberal. My dad was a social work professor. So from early on, they had friends who were gay, that we, there were gay people around in our lives. And my dad had once said, you know, it's not unusual for a kid, for a boy to be attracted to guys and girls, and it's not a big deal. You'll end up, you know, being falling in love with a woman, but don't be afraid if you see a guy and you find him attractive. So that was always in my mind. So whenever I did see a guy and find him attractive, it never bothered me. It was nothing I acted on. It was nothing I was particularly interested in, but it never scared me. And so I never really questioned it. Um, and I really didn't until I was in my 40s. Uh, I was, my marriage was struggling and I had gone on one of those AIDS rides. Uh, and I was actually out in, San, in California, San Francisco to LA and walked by a tent one day after the ride and two guys were making out. And I walked by and said to myself, huh. And then uh, sat down and thought that was kind of an odd reaction for somebody who's straight to just look at guys making out and going, huh. So I started thinking about it because I obviously stuff had been going on in my mind that I wasn't even aware of. And <laughs> that seemed, you know, it was really at that point, really in my 40s, before, before I started to question what was going on. Um, well, I know like times were different and there probably wasn't like porn to be watching online, if you will. Okay. But no. like... Did you never like think like, oh, like I'm going to like look at this like gay porn magazine or like go online and Google gay porn or anything like that? Like that never crossed your mind? You know, I not not before that. After that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not before. It just really had. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say that I, I wasn't I didn't have same sex attraction, but. It just was nothing that I had ever felt a wish or desire to follow up on. I actually had been married for about 20 years when the marriage broke up. And for 18 of those years, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed being married to a woman. I enjoyed being with her socially, sexually. I enjoyed making kids with her. Uh, You know, I really, it was a big thing to mix that up. Um, I'm glad I did. Yeah. um, cause I feel even happier now than I did then, but it was, uh, you know, it, it was not a bad thing that I was married. I'm, I don't regret it at all. Would you consider yourself bi or would you say like you're gay now? You know, if you read, if you read, yes, I'm probably bi. I could still, I still find women attractive. I'm married to a guy. It's just easier to say I'm gay. I'm not planning to, uh, go and start a brand new relationship with anyone i'm in a relationship and so uh you know i say i'm gay and that's fine or i say i'm queer uh but probably yeah i'm probably bi yeah yeah i just don't act on it i've got a primary partner who's who's male so so at what point but in your marriage like when you said your marriage started getting bad at like year 19 20 did that have to do with your sexuality or was that like completely different it, it really it didn't start out that way no um actually 
Um, I had gained a tremendous amount of weight. I, I, I was close to 200 pounds. I'm only about 5'7". And I was home all the time, sitting and watching TV. And my ex-wife, who was very thin herself, really liked that. She knew where I was. She counted my being there all the time. And at some point, I had just decided enough. I'd always been active when I was younger. So I lost about 30 or 40 pounds, got active, started biking. And that's really when things started to fall apart because my, I wanted to get out and do things. My wife was trying to pull me back into the house and I just didn't, oh, I didn't want that. So the more that happened, the more I started looking around at just everything, not feeling terribly happy about my life. And that's really, I think, what gave me the opening to explore my whole life, really. So at what point did you did you come out to her before your divorce or after your divorce? Oh, no, it was before. She, I mean, honestly, I, I'm not proud of it. I mean, I did some experimenting. I mean, I, had a, I wasn't about to leave the marriage right away. And I was kind of hoping it might be a passing phase. Um, although the more I experimented, the more fun it was. So that wasn't working very well. Uh, but, you know, at, at some point about, three months or four months before we separated, uh, I told her. And she, she asked, actually, because uh, she wondered I was gone a lot. And she had suspicions. And she knew that I was involved in the AIDS ride, so she just made the assumption it was a guy. And I actually wasn't seeing any person, but... You dabbled. You know, seeing a couple. Well, anyway, whatever. Uh, she had right to be suspicious, and I feel badly about that. I really do. So she never had any, like, when you talked to her, did she ever have any, like, inkling prior to that conversation? She says no. Um, my ex-wife was a very bright lady. She's a published writer. She's uh, She's got her master's degree in public health. She's a bright lady. But she suddenly became very stupid and very angry and... I don't mind the anger because it was justified. The stupidity of, you know, basically saying that my quote turning gay is the only reason we split up. And if I hadn't done that, everything would have been perfect. And I'm very clear that even had I not been gay or had I met a woman instead of a guy, I would not be married to her today or 10 years ago or 15 years ago. It, it just, it was over. And she doesn't want to acknowledge that. And so she chooses to remain angry and blame not being gay. So you don't have the best relationship with her currently? No. And it's very frustrating because I have a lot of, or quite a few friends who are in this situation. Guys who are around my age, there are a lot, it's amazing how many were married at one point. Um, and it's amazing how many were able to put together a good relationship with their ex-wives after everything blew up. I wasn't able to. I tried. My kids really wanted us to. Yeah. Didn't well, I feel like it obviously must be difficult for a female to like be with a guy for so long. I mean, like you obviously expect to like grow old with a person. So when yes. all of a sudden that person turns out to not be the person that you thought they were for the past 20 years and you have a family with, I mean, I'm sure there's obviously a difficult part for them to like, be like oh shit, this is what's happening to me right now. And I mean, I know it's shitty to say, but I'm sure there's also like a little bit of an embarrassment aspect as well. Cause you would think that like, 
like I feel like I would know if somebody's gay or straight if I hooked up with them. You know what I mean? People act yeah. certain ways. I don't know. But I don't know. That is shitty that she can't have a good relationship with you now after like this has been 20 years. It's been 20 years. Yeah. And, and it just kills me that, uh, you know, I mean, I will be perfectly honest. I mean, when I say she went off and became a very different person, she is now with somebody else, a, a guy. Um, they are very, very strong into working for Donald Trump and his acolytes. And they're really, I mean, there is absolutely nothing to tag up, put a relationship on at this point ever again. But she's very different. And I don't particularly care for her. But, you know, you, you said something, Jeff, that I think is really pretty accurate. You know, when a marriage falls apart because a guy found another woman, there's a sense, I think, on the spouse that she can compete to try and get the guy back. When it's another guy, even though there was nobody, I wasn't actually dating anybody when we split up. Um, you know, I, I had friends who were gay and she knew that I was, you know, meeting friends and spending time with gay friends. Um, and, and in fact, I, my spouse was somebody I hung out with, but we hadn't started dating yet. Uh, she, she had no way to compete. And I think that had to be really, really difficult. You talk about it's embarrassing, but it's also really difficult because how do you, how do you counteract that? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Back in the day when I was in college, I was like infatuated by this guy and he left me for a girl. And obviously, like for me, that was like my first time and it really sucked for me mentally. But I felt a little better, actually, because I knew it wasn't like on me necessarily. Like I couldn't yeah. compete and like she brought something completely different to the table that like I could not. That's so I yeah. feel like I was better getting over it as opposed to like if you left me for another guy I feel like I would have taken that harder but since yeah. it was like that was like completely out of my hands you can't change people you know what I mean yeah yeah well and you know I there is that side of it too um but if it's somebody who does not want to give up the relationship at all and is kind of broadsided and she was I mean even if she suspected it's one thing to suspect things it's another thing to know for sure that this is happening. Um, you know, it was just like there was nowhere for her to go in terms of trying to put things back together. And no matter how much I tried to explain that it wasn't her and it would have fallen apart anyway, uh, she just kept coming back to there's nothing I can compete with the way you've set it up. As if I purposely set it up and I didn't. Well, when you look back, when you look back on your situation with her, do you think there's anything that like you learned in particular that you were like, shit, I should have did this differently? Like, do you have any advice you would give to other guys who might be going through this or thinking they need to go through this in terms of like telling their wife or coming out? Like, what are the do's and don'ts that you learned, I guess? Well, that's a good question. That's a really good question. You know, I don't think that there's any specific do's and don'ts. I just think you got to be honest. And that's really, really hard to do because it's, especially if you're realizing something about yourself. Uh, I mean, I, and I, I'm speaking as somebody who realized it a little bit later on. I think if I'd gone into the marriage knowing that I was gay, it would have been a whole different process all the way through. Uh, this was something that arose later in the marriage after we had established ourselves as a 
heterosexual couple in Edina, Minnesota, which is you know a perfect bedroom community of Minneapolis. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, I kind of blew all that up. I wish, I wish that I had said something to her sooner as I was beginning to realize things. I didn't. I kept hoping I was going to get through it, that somehow it was a passive phase or whatever. And guys who've known that they were gay their whole lives or whether you're just finding out, it's usually not a passing phase. I mean, you are what you are. And um, I just, you know, I wish I could have been more honest with her. I don't know what the ultimate outcome would have changed all that much, but I think I could have spared her some pain. And I do feel really badly about that. And I well, it's something you never discovered. And I think now it's more available and in your face where I think most people kind of learn their sexuality more from a younger age where like I'm sure back when you were growing up this type of stuff was more like hidden hush hush absolutely like it's not as in your face that like now on tv you might see guys making out and you might question yourself at the age of 12 which before that like that wasn't right yeah and you know and again I, I I've wondered about that because you know, again, my parents normalizing it for me so young and saying it was not a big deal that I still wonder if I would have recognized it. I, I'm sure I would have recognized it earlier, but I don't know. I, I think I probably still would have gone into the marriage because that was who I was with and that's who I enjoyed being with. And frankly, up until that point, being with her, I'd only been with women. I never was with a guy until I was in my 40s. You know, other than a tug in the tent out in the backyard when you know I was like 10 but that was that was not <laughs> what was that yeah <laughs> you know I mean it was like oh okay and then it just it didn't do anything so yeah that, was that. so um it really was my experience it all didn't look women and that was fine so you know I think probably I would have recognized it earlier had I been 20 years younger I think that's probably accurate just because you're, you're right. It is out there. But even when I was in college in the 70s, I mean, there was a gay rights group on campus and stuff. So I was getting exposed to it pretty pretty much, you know, from teenage on. Just didn't think it applied to me. Well, Josh, that's all I have time for for you today. But I appreciate you um, sharing your story. <laughs> Such as it is. I'm happy to do it. You know, if uh, if you want it, let me know. Well, thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Okay, my final guest is Britt from Georgia. Welcome, Britt. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate you having us on. So, tell me a little bit about your background. I know you're currently married to a man. I stalked you on Instagram, but like, <laughs> previously, give me a little timeline here. Okay, so uh, married, of course, to a female for a little touch over 20 years. Um, now currently married to a man who is about 20 years younger than myself. Uh, I know, don't laugh, come on now. But uh, And I have two teenage kids, uh, 17 and 19 currently, two boys. So that's a little bit of background. From your uh, previous marriage, I'm assuming? That is correct. That is correct. So you obviously got married knowing you were gay or you didn't know this yet? I knew. 
I mean, there, there was some confusion, but I definitely knew for the most part. Um, it was, I'm from Atlanta, a little bit south of Atlanta, so very conservative area, especially being a small suburb south of Atlanta, and some very extremely conservative parents. So uh, it was very, very tough trying to admit that I was gay or to come out as gay. So, uh, but very much knew that I was, uh, but I did, I did try the whole heterosexual thing and it became more of a best friend relationship more than anything else for most of those years. Did she, do you think she caught on to, or do you think she was just happy to be like a mom, have kids and like you guys were so close? I think she somehow in the back of her mind definitely knew um, I would never, ever say anything, would never, ever admit it, I don't think. But come on. I mean, you as a gay person, you know that when a hot and attractive guy walks by, we're going to stare no matter what, right? So, yes. yeah, you know, I'm no different. And, and, yeah, that really gets me. So I'm sure she's caught on a lot, and I'm sure she did caught on a lot. Um, so much to the fact that um, – as she did find out that I was gay was by finding something on my phone. And from that point, it was the first question out of her mouth was, well, was it with a guy? Or well, was what it with did a you find on your phone? Exactly. You know, of course, text messages back and forth to this said person, you know, it was, I guess it was more sexual type stuff, of course, but it wasn't like graphic stuff. So she didn't really know for sure. But I think she had in the back of her mind, she already knew. But, uh, but yeah, that was, it started off a tough, that started off of a tough, uh, a tough few years to go through, I guess I should say. So you stayed married while she knew you hooked up with a man. I did. I did. It was a lot of work in progress. It was a lot of, being from the South and being involved in church as I was and doing a lot of things, it was, uh, we would, you know, lots of trying to convert myself or to stay away from gay. And, uh, it never worked. Of course, uh, we were in a lot of, I guess, council sessions and on and off for quite a few years. And I was trying to stay in the relationship anyway, more or less because of my two kids more than anything else. I didn't want to so break they them. Never, I'm assuming they never knew about any of that. You just kind of like. They never did. They knew mom and dad was going through a lot of issues and problems, but I don't think they ever really knew. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit of a brief, funny story. Even, even during before we actually separated, I'll never forget my oldest son admitted to me actually a few weeks ago that he had actually come downstairs at one point in time and I was on the phone with a guy showing like this sexual graphic pictures back and forth with another. And he said, I knew something was up at that point in time, but I didn't know what was going on. That is wild. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. So he later found out a few more years. It was probably about a five year of going through some really hard times trying to work everything out, but it just wasn't going to work. So what was like the last straw? Like at what point were you like, you know what, this isn't working. Like this is just who I am. I need to like live it out. Honestly, for probably about, um, I would say probably for about four or five years, I still secretively went behind her back and was seeing other guys and doing, you know, different things, just trying to meet my needs more than anything else. 
it was not until the time that I actually physically met my husband that I have now. It wasn't until I met him that really the change inside of me started knowing this is who I want to be with. This is who I want to be. And at that point in time, it didn't matter who or what I lost at that point in time. I just knew at that point I had to be me. And it was more like who you met in the moment. It felt like something you never felt before that it was like, okay, this is what 110%. That is correct. And so how did your ex-wife take it at the time when you were like, okay, this is what I'm going to do? Not very well at all. Honestly, it was, we, we've been through a very rough few years. She didn't take it well at all. And she was comfortable with a lifestyle. And when I say lifestyle monetarily, and um, she did not want to get that up no matter what. The funny part about it is, is that she openly admitted that she could probably deal with me being gay and me still being with someone. The only issue that she had was the person that I'm currently with right now, my husband. She didn't like him at all. She can't stand it. <laughs> it is Over not that he's ever done anything to him, but it's just because he is just so young if it had been somebody my age she could have dealt with it but it was because he was so young he wasn't about he's seven years older than my oldest son so okay she so she's really it. bothered by that aspect very much so has she like come around currently like do you guys would you say you have a good relationship with her now after all this unfortunately no 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 even we're into our we're six and a half years in my husband and i and still no how did your kids handle it? Are your kids cool with it? Kids actually handled it very well. And I think one of the contributing factors of that is, is that I think I played more of the role as the main parent in the family uh, ever since we had the kids. Um, whereas she really has never done anything with them that much. I mean, I was sports games with them whether it be church, whether it be taking them to school or picking them up from school, everything has been so centered around me. When she was pushing the issue to say something to him, actually I pulled him out to the side um, and just kind of one-on-one spoke to him about it and made sure that they knew that they knew the difference between love and unconditional love. And they knew that unconditionally, I love them no matter what. And I knew they did me. So even after that, um, they have always stayed by my side, no matter what. I did not push, Anthony's my husband's name. I did not push him on them whatsoever. Uh, I made sure that they knew that when they were ready for him, they would let me know. And it took about, it probably took about six months of them knowing that I was uh, dating Anthony. And then they decided it was time to meet him. And it went off like a blast. Uh, we spent probably the next four or five days together as a family unit almost. So, And, and it's good that, like, you said what you said, though, because I think that's nice to, like, not put the pressure on them. But they, like, wanted to meet him. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And that's exactly what my goal was. And even so much that they actually live with us, even through the divorce. They've actually lived with us now. So. My oldest one just actually moved out of the house two months ago. Still have my youngest one still living with us. So it's been pretty cool. 
Well, one of the things you brought up is um, your religious background. Would you say you still carry that with you, or do you think you've kind of like parted ways with that? Well, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church, so that already tells you a lot of the background that you probably already know. Um, With that being said, um, I used to do a lot of things in the church and, of course, got kicked out because of coming out. Um, Yeah. But there is a lot of churches that, of course, are openly unacceptable, are accepting, excuse me. And uh, I, I do have one locally that I do attend, and, and it's just as cool for Anthony and I to be there. So I'm all good. So you still are, like, religious, just in not the exact way you were. Correct. Okay. Well, Brett, thank you so much for um, sharing your story. And guys, hopefully if you are in the closet or you are currently married to a woman or whatever the situation may be, I think one thing we can all take away from this episode is that you will never fully be yourself and everything you're meant to be until you dive in and accept yourself. And I know that's easier said than done. And it definitely takes time and some practice. And some people come out at the age of 15, 20, and other people wait until they're 50, 60, 70 years old. So I think the sooner you can experiment and put yourself out there and just know that everything will be okay and come together in your life. That's the most important. Totally agree. Very much agree. All right, guys. Well, that's all the time I have for you today. So tune in next week for another episode of behind the bum.